What is up, everybody? Welcome back to First Round Fantasy. This is another division preview, and we are jumping into the NFC. Finally, we finished our AFC coverage. We're going with the NFC East today. We got some big hitters to talk about. I am your host, Jacob Bartley. Uh, Gabe will be back for the next episode, so we'll see him then. But we have a new face here, Justin Morsas, who joined us on the last episode when we did the AFC South. We have Joe Morsas back in the house and, of course, DeMont Ricks. What is up, guys? Hey, how's it going? Yeah, welcome back, Joe. Hey, it's good to be back. Sorry I missed the last one, boys. Yeah, so normally... We talk some some news and stuff going on. There's not much going on. There's a couple of players banged up, so I just want to jump right into it and get to these AFC or these uh, division previews. So let's get to the NFC East, and we're going to talk about the Cowboys first. Ooh. Which Gabe in the Patriots video, Gabe said the Patriots were America's team, but oh, this that's is blasphemy. Considered America's team. I think the 49ers are America's team, but you know, oh, we'll, wow. see, we'll see. But let's, uh, damn, some Cowboys fans are going to be pissed that I said that, huh? Um, For sure. So, yeah, kind of like, well, there are some new pieces here, but with the AFC South, there was a, there, three of those teams were like completely brand new teams almost. The, with the Cowboys, they're pretty intact still, but I guess there's one player that's going to throw a little wrench into things, and we'll, we'll talk about him in a minute. But, I want to talk about Dak first. I mean, I, I'll be honest. I wasn't high on Dak coming into this year. And then Joe and other people started changing my mind. And I was like, what is wrong with me? Dak finished as like QB three last year. I I regret being low on him because I, I avoided him in a couple drafts already. And he's, he's a beast, man. Joe, I want to go to you first about Dak Prescott, man. What do you expect from him? More of the same, more of the same. Why not? Even, you know, I think his ceiling is, even the number one quarterback, obviously we have Mahomes and Lamar Jackson and those guys are going to go ahead of him, but he's got Gallup, CD, Amari, Zeke. That's more weapons than anybody in the league. So, and he's good on his feet. He's good in the air. So um, I think if you grab him as QB four or five, you're in a great spot. And if you have to reach a little bit and grab him as QB three, I don't blame you at all. Yeah, definitely. DeMont, how are you feeling about Dak this year, man? Pretty much I'm going to ditto whatever Joe said because last year I was the same as you, Jacob, and I was real low on him. I thought he was a bum, to be honest. <laughs> but he produced, and so I ate my words. And so, yeah, take Dak. That's a fourth, fifth quarterback off the board, and you'll love it. Yeah, Justin, I've, I'm curious on your thoughts, man. I've never, I don't think we've really ever talked about Dak before. Uh, I'm a Dak drafter. I love the man. He's a, he's a, he flies under the radar and you get him and you get a QB one and you don't look back. There's some weeks he might have a bad game, but it, overall it's a set it and forget it. You're good with him. Yeah. I, you know, I obviously now I like him a lot. And the thing is like I talked about before, unless it's like a special circumstance, like we did an eight man league recently and I took Jackson in the, the third round. Uh, unless it's that kind of scenario, I normally avoid quarterback in the top four rounds. But, you know, if my team is looking solid, if I already have two solid running backs and a great wide receiver, I don't mind taking Dak in the fourth round, depending on if it's a six touchdown, six points per touchdown league. I don't mind doing that. So I'm I'm looking at him. Look, guys, I think this is going to be, remember the Rams from, what was it, two years ago, three years ago, where they were like just crazy, the best offense in the league yeah i mean i guess along with the chiefs i think the cowboys are going to be that offense this year that's 
that crazy high scoring <laughs> offense because Dak's capable. They have Zeke and they, I think they have three solid. I think this is going to be the best three wide receivers in fantasy on the same team. I think that's what's going to end up happening with these guys. Sure. Uh, so let's talk about the wide receivers. I mean, I you have Amari Cooper, who's been a borderline wide receiver one. More of a, I feel comfortable with him as a high end wide receiver two. We have Michael Gallup, who actually, if, if I'm not mistaken, he had was almost the same points per game basis as as Amari Cooper last year, and was actually more efficient and got more targets. And then you have C.D. Lamb, who is you know he has a lot of buzz coming in he's maybe not going to be a great fantasy asset this year but he still might have some flex value definitely worthy on your bench for redraft so uh justin how are you feeling about these wide receivers man uh, i'm a cooper guy but i i can't it's hard for me to place him as he is a wide receiver one but i don't want him to be my wide receiver one if that makes sense yeah you don't want him to be your best wide receiver on your team but he's going to probably finish up there, near there. Uh, I like Gallup. Gallup was uh, – he flew under the radar, and he, he gave you some good flex points. So I have no problems. I don't know much about CD, so I can't speak about it, but Cooper and Gallup are a great one-two punch. How about you, DeMont? I'm liking Cooper. Um, I just traded Ashley Cooper in a league for CD Lamb. And I uh, – who did I trade? I traded Cooper – for CD Lamb and Elvin Ingram because my tight end was a bum in a certain league. So, um, so I honestly think that CD Lamb and Cooper can produce the same amount. I think they have three 1,000 yard receivers in that team. So I wouldn't reach for Cooper versus waiting on like a Lamb, like the, the seventh, eighth round. We'll check this out. I'm looking at the ADP. Cooper's going in the third round, Gallup's going in the seventh round. Like, mm -hmm. Oh, so Lamb's going way later. <laughs> numbers, way I'm later. Give me Gallup at the low, the cheaper cost. Yeah, for sure. But then Cooper, I'm a Raider fan. I can't even talk nice about Cooper. I'm sorry. He's Joe, solid, <laughs> but he shouldn't be your best receiver on your team. Like unless you have, unless you're stacked at running back and you avoided a wide receiver. I mean, but he did. He did catch for almost 1,200 yards, eight touchdowns. Like he, he could be like. Like if you went straight three RBs in a row. Yeah, he's a wide receiver where if you go no wide receiver and you end up with him, you're not hating it necessarily. True. Yeah. I don't think that's yeah. gonna happen though. You're you're not if you catch he's a he's a player where if you see him in the third round, you're gonna be contemplating. But if you see him in the fourth, you're gonna take him. It's an sure. interesting yeah. spot for him. I yeah. agree, yeah. Cooper uh Gallup had sixty-six receptions. And 1,100 yards last year in 14 games. Sure. Uh, I don't – when I think about Gallup from last year, I don't think about that. I traded him <laughs> early in this season. It felt like he had a good year, but it felt like he had like an 800-yard season. It was, it was sporadic. Gallup, it was inconsistent. It was, but one of the things is Cooper killed Gallup in touchdowns. And if that normalizes to where they kind of even out there – you're getting way better value with Gallup in the seventh, eighth round than you are with Cooper in the early third round. He's ADP that I see is 30 compared to 78. I'm not sure I see 3,000-yard receivers this year. I think it's possible, uh, like Jacob refers to as the Rams of 2017. But I think what we'll end up seeing is 
I think Lamb is going to do good, but he's going to take a little bit from Gallup and Cooper. I don't like uh, I don't like Cooper's ADP because of that. I do like Gallup's. If you can even get a thousand yards in the seventh round, that's a win. But uh, I, I'm staying away from Cooper, especially in the third round. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Joe. Uh, the reason I think that these guys can each ball out and be worth their ADPs is because this division is is not that good. You have what the nine and seven Eagles, the eight and eight uh, fucking Cowboys, the Giants, who were four and twelve, and a Washington three and thirteen. I think that if you play each of these teams twice, that would give value to each of these guys for those two games. Mm-hmm. So I feel like each guy at each ADP is value. Like if you take Cooper, I feel like he would return that value. If you take Gallup or Lamb. So I, I say don't reach for these guys, but just kind of take them where they fall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So is there anything that's not known to say about Zeke? Like, do you guys, is there anything that people don't already know to say about this backfield? I mean, yeah. the only thing I'll say is if you get Zeke, you better get Tony Pollard somewhere because there, look, there's only like, there's some teams like you don't care about Leonard Fournette's handcuff, right? Like you can't even, it's Raxwell Armstead or whatever, right? Like mm-hmm. nobody, you don't have to worry about that handcuff, but if you have a, a Dalvin cook or a Zeke Elliott, where well, you have Madison and Pollard waiting to take that job when it's ready and you have an offensive line like Dallas, you better mm-hmm. be drafting Tony Pollard. And like, if you're thinking like uh, taking like a, a will fuller in the 11th round or secure your, your handcuff, just like we talked about last episode, uh, I forget what player we were talking about, but similar thing. Uh, it was the Marlon Mack and yeah, and uh, Jonathan, Taylor, Jonathan yeah. Taylor. So you have to get your your handcuffs. I can't emphasize that enough. But other than that, like Zeke's a top three pick in my opinion. Not much more to say. I agree. Mm-hmm. You yeah. just take Zeke. You see Zeke, you take Zeke. Yeah, uh, he's he's even debatable. You know, we talked about it. Gabe is the man who loves to say this all the time. No running backs repeat. And. Zeke has been close. Has he ever finished number one? I, I don't think he has. It's always been well Saquon as fantasy. No. Yeah, Gurley has Saquon. Zeke could be the guy this year. You know, if CMC steps back a little bit and Zeke has a great year because he's now got receivers everywhere, and Jarwin is an upgrade from Witten, that's for sure. So he could be the guy. He could be number one this year. Yep, agreed. Yeah, I yeah, definitely I, I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, Gabe and I, when we were first doing the podcast, we did who's going to pass CMC as the number one overall fantasy player, and I chose Zeke, so it's mm-hmm. definitely definitely possible. Um, all right, so let's yeah, move on one here. More, one more thing to throw in. Oh, go it's ahead. A, it's a subtle steal, man, but Greg, the leg is now kicking for Dallas, and that's a high-packed Ooh. impact. <laughs> yeah. Hey, win games, and if you can oh get my God. every week from your kicker, uh, he can do it again, just like that Rams team that you spoke about. When yes. I'm telling you, I had Greg Belay. He won well, the games. If they <laughs> are the best offense in football, you want their kicker. So that is a good sure. point. And you guys didn't mention Blake Jarwin, who I think is a sleeper tight end, who if you end up waiting on tight end and you end up taking two guys, say you you go Gisecki in the 11th round, you could go Jarwin Probably in the 13th. I don't know where his ADP is right now, but I would not mind having Jarwin and Gisecki. I think Jarwin's got some potential this year. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for I sure. Agree. The, the division is so weak that a tight end can feast. Yeah, for yeah. sure. All right, let's, well, let's move on to the New York Giants. And 
Look, guys, Daniel Jones, if there was a point, there was like a four-game stretch last year where Daniel Jones was QB6 in the league. So to me, he has that in him. He has that potential. I'm not necessarily drafting him, but I like him as a, a backup to my, you know, my Philip Rivers or my Ben Roethlisberger or my Cam Newton or something like that. I wouldn't mind having him with one of those guys and just play them based on matchups. Uh, Joe, how do you feel about Daniel Jones this year? I don't know that I'm sold. I, I keep hearing he's one of these sleeper quarterbacks. Watch out for him. Watch out for him. I guess his weapons aren't bad. Slayton is not bad. Tate's not bad. Shepard's not bad. If Ingram's healthy, we know he's a weapon. Saquon, he's got pieces around him that he can't succeed in. Like Demont keeps saying, that division has no defense. So if uh, if you, I mean, so if you can do it, it's going to be there. I just don't know that I like him enough to even put him in my top 15, 20. You know, yeah. he, I think, like you said, if you want to take a risk on a high upside guy to put behind your not so solid starter, you know, if you're not grafting Dak or Wilson or any of those guys, and let's say you end up with a big Ben, Daniel Jones is not a bad high upside guy to have behind him where if big Ben gets injured, who knows, Daniel Jones could blow up and become a top 12, 10 guy. But I'm not banking on that. I'm not going into the draft saying I'm waiting until round 13. I'm going to grab Daniel Jones as my guy, um, like maybe you did with a few other guys last year. Yeah. DeMont, do you have any differing thoughts on that? Well, I kind of have to like Jones because I own him <laughs> in a league. Yeah, but that's a two-quarterback league, so I like is. him in that. It <laughs> is, but I like quarterbacks that throw above 300 yards, and Jones is capable of of doing that. He did it versus mm -hmm. the Eagles, the the Jets, the Tampa Bay. I feel like he's good. And the reports from camp are saying he added some muscle, like about 10 pounds of muscle. And he's also a runner. So I, I'm all in on Jones. Barkley's mm -hmm. a dynamic talent. You got to watch out for him. You got to have a spy. I feel like Shepard's going to eat. Ingram's going to eat. I've, yeah, but the one thing about all these guys, DeMont, is they all have injury concerns. Every single one of them. They do. They do. Not they a guy on that offense yeah. that doesn't. Literally every so person. Point, Daniel said, Jones never played with all of them on the field once last year. Oh, yeah. wow. That's yeah. A, yeah. Which is. I like, like Tate, too. I mean, guys, I have to be optimistic. Year, guys, come yeah. on. I got to be optimistic. No, I'm well, saying that's right. a good thing for you, DeMont. If, if somehow they can all stay healthy and he has all his weapons available. Absolutely, and then he's dangerous. I mean, he has the yeah. capital. Like he, they, they drafted this man for a reason. Like he has to be the guy. Yeah. Hey, I love your having him in your situation in a dynasty two quarterback league. Like yeah. I would love yeah. to have him in that league. Yeah. Yeah. But not necessarily redraft. Justin, do you have any thoughts on Daniel Jones? Yeah, I'm, I'm the opposite. If if you're drafting Daniel Jones, you made a mistake. If, <laughs> the only reason, the only reason I see Daniel Jones slotting your roster is if your QB goes down, if you have a big Ben injury again or something. Uh, it's it, it prove me wrong, but I'm not wasting any time trying to reach for him by any means. I don't know when I would draft him. There's about 15 ahead of him that I. I drafted him as a rookie, by the. Then I drafted him as a rookie. Like yes, he was he did. But that, so, that was just you, you gotta give me that. Oh, you have to take him as a rookie in a dynasty league. That's a whole another story. Okay, thank we're you. We're talking guys. redraft here. We're talking redraft. Yeah, all right, all right. for sure. Uh, just so I, I was listening to another podcast and they pitched this question to me. If I was doing five drafts and I had the number two pick in all of those five drafts, would I take Saquon in all five of them? Because they they were considering Saquon the number two consistent overall pick. 
I don't necessarily agree with that, but Ooh. let me ask all of you guys, like if, would you do that if you had second pick in five different drafts? Would you take Saquon with that pick? Is this a full point PPR league? This is like 10, 10 team full point PPR. Yes. Hell no. Yeah. I'm diversifying. Hold, yeah. hold, hold on. Hold on. And CMC is going first, obviously. Yes. CMC yeah, is going of first every time. Unless you draft with Johnny. But then, yeah. Then, a... Yeah. Then, <laughs> then, then Saquon has to go second. There's no every option. time, five times. You're taking him over Zeke. You're taking him over Kamara every time. Yes. Because wow. You have to, because you have to hedge your bet. Like that is the the man. If you have to. I, I don't I mean, know. Look, I hear what you're saying. Some people like to have all the players on, <laughs> on their teams. Some people like to diversify. I I definitely wouldn't. I might but, take him but, in two, two of them, yeah. and then I would grab Zeke, okay. Kamara, and maybe even Henry in one of them just to you know, spread it around. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm really? with you, Jacob. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. I'm going Saquon in two. I'm going Zeke in two and I'm going Kamara in one. I think Kamara has the most upside as to where he could easily be number one. I do agree with you, Joe, because that man's he's due for a big bounce back. He is, but also Saquon and Zeke are probably the safest two and threes. You know, if, listen, if Dalvin cook, didn't have any question marks, which it sounds like he's coming around. He's at camp. Everything's good. I might take him over Saquon a few times. Ooh, hot take. I like Dalvin. Hot take. He was I, was just, I was just about to bring that up. This man is you want to take Dalvin over Barkley bit? This man, Dalvin Cook, was the hottest, hottest running back. In oh, the hey, the stop year. it. Hey, Justin. <laughs> I'm okay, not talking right. about the NFC North, but. Uh, all right, all right. Uh, on on that note, I would definitely draft Saquon, but not every single time. There's too many other amazing options, like specifically you know, Zeke, that I would r- run over him. Not because if there was that many amazing options, that means CMC wouldn't go first five times, guys. Well, CMC's a different yeah. world. CMC's oh, yeah, he's a different world. There's a different quarterback, guys. No, CMC's a wide receiver. Jacob says it too. CMC is a wide receiver and a running back, and you're getting wide receiver running back points from him every He's week. He's also white. He gets that. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. It's just if CMC has one of those games, which doesn't happen, but if he has one of those games where he gets 1047 on the ground or 1040. He's still getting 11 catches for 63 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, but so we could ask that same question. If you had the first pick, would you draft CMC first every time? time? Every single time. Yes, I would. Saquon five times. Because I don't think Saquon's on that same level as CMC's up here. Then you got Saquon. No, have you seen Saquon's quads? His quads (laughs) are like my entire body. He's good. He's good. Six six pack. He's yeah, not an undisputed number looks two. Like, he looks fake. He's not an undisputed number two, but he's Yeah, two. that's that's he's the point I was trying to make. I think CMC's undisputed number one, but I think with the second pick, you have some <laughs> options there. Like some yeah. it's crazy. Like I, I heard stories of like uh from analysts saying they play in leagues with experts who are taking Clyde Edwards Hilaire at number two. They play in leagues where guys have taken Michael Thomas number two. I see that. So Track the it, thing for that. me is, but I like what we said. Kamara, Barkley, or Zeke, and that number yeah. two spot is yeah. is, Dalvin is viable. Cook, Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook. N- yeah. Negative. Viking uh, no, I mean, like he, we talk about if yeah. you go no running back. My my theory this season has been Saquon, Kamara, uh, Zeke, CMC, top four. I had fifth pick in one of our leagues. I went Michael Thomas. I don't feel bad about it one bit. He's that you, good. You should. But 
No, no. <laughs> I, I'm not regretting taking not taking Henry or CM or any of those guys. Ooh, take Henry, Henry over God. Thomas there every time, go. Joe. Come on. No. Yes. No, especially on PPR. Context, Michael. right, Joe? It was an eight-team league. There's nobody like Michael Thomas in the league in wide receivers. So being an eight-man league, there was going to be more running backs available overall. So yeah. you might as well take wow. Thomas and then take whatever running backs you can get. I'm with you, but even in a 10-man league, I don't mind Michael Thomas at that fifth spot at all. Instead Michael of Henry. Saquon Parker is top five, but I don't think he's – like we keep saying, he's not undisputed well, number two. We were, Justin and I were looking at the stats from a couple of our leagues last year, and Michael Thomas was number two in all of them, and by far, like overall player, like not running back, wide receiver, nothing. It was CMC who was way above Michael Thomas, and then Michael Thomas was way above everybody else. So I don't know if Michael Thomas is going to do that, but, but then, let's – But then it takes, it takes another player to give them the ball. Versus, yeah, like, it's just a safe. Like, if you want to, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, it's just safer to go with like a Henry. It definitely is. But if you, I mean, I mean, if you come out the draft with, you get. Uh, I mean, I don't know where Mixon goes first, second round. But if you yeah, get like, like second, third round, like uh, T- Michael Thomas, and then Josh Jacobs, and then I don't know what the best running back you, you could get always after have to that. Pair Thomas with a run- a good. So you get Aaron back. Jones. You think Aaron yeah, Jones? Yeah, you come out with yeah. Aaron Jones, Josh Jacobs, and Michael Thomas. I love that. Oh, that's I'm beautiful. Loving it. That's beautiful. I'm loving that. I love that. But I don't think that's possible to be honest. Yeah, not for you, Justin, because you don't draft well. Oh, Justin, yeah? I think there's a possibility <laughs> that any three of these wide receivers could be the number one wide receiver on this team. Sterling Shepard's the best bet. All three of them could be the best wide receiver on this team. How do you feel about that? I I, I don't like any of them, but I agree. Any of them can stand out to be the number one of the team. But I think it's gonna they're gonna share the love over there. They're they're all skilled. They all want the ball. Golden Tate is really good, and he didn't get to play a lot last year. Yeah. So who, if you know what's funny is all these guys are going around the same spot. But so let's say you're at you're drafting, and it's like whatever the eighth, ninth round, and you need really need a wide receiver and all three of them are available and they're your best options. Who are you taking? Ooh. I'm going to go golden Tate. Demont. Man. And this is redraft, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, can I throw Is Ingram available to play wide receiver? Because I don't <laughs> think, uh, I, mean, I, think I would take Ingram before either of them, but I want to stick to wide receivers. Oh, okay. You then I, uh, fuck it. Shepherd, like I don't, don't want any, any of them. them. I don't want any of them. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Joe? Um, I'm going Sterling Shepherd. He's yeah, younger. me too. I think he's got more upside. Uh, I like Golden Tate. I don't think he's bad. I started him a few games last year after he came back from suspension. But That's why you lost? There, I did. I think I actually won that league. That was a pocket flick. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I ended up actually trading him. I started him for like three weeks, and then I traded him in that whole package deal to Shaw, where I ended up sneaking uh, Tyreek Hill and and Lamar Jackson. Either way, not important. But um, he did. He had some good games. I listen. Both of them could be flex plays, but I'm not. I, I don't. You're not reaching for either of them. If they fall to you and you need a wide receiver, I don't mind either of them either. You know. Yeah, they're a situation where like you're not looking to get them. That you yeah. got if they come to you, you take them because you yeah. know there's certain guys you're eyeing for certain rounds, but at a, there's a certain point where you're like, I'm just taking best player available at this point, and or they might be them. Need. Yeah, Sterling Shepard should be. A, he should a wide receiver too, like a he solid should. wide receiver too. That's what he should be, but he never gets there. 
well, every year. He hasn't so. really stayed. He, last year he wasn't healthy. I think he was on his way to a good. I think he was on pace for close to a thousand yards and six touchdowns, five touchdowns. He just has. You're right. He just hasn't put together a full season, whether it's injury or no quarterback play or whatever the case is. I hope it's this year. He's only 26, 27. He's exactly. still got life in him. I still, I still like him in general. Yeah, like I, yeah. I think he's gonna look. He's gonna have the Devonte Parker year. Maybe not this year, but may, maybe it is this year. He might have that Devonte Parker year where we kept expecting it and it never happened. Hey, if they get Fitz Magic, he can have that Devonte Parker year. But You're, until they get yeah, Fitz Magic, that's. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah, um, but you're never gonna take this guy. Like, say, like a ten man league, you're in a, the twelfth round. Are you gonna take Judy or Shepard, Jacob? Uh, yeah, I'll probably take Jerry Judy just because I want the upside of a rookie. Yeah, the, you the know? upside. Yeah, yeah, because uh, we don't know what he can do yet. Much. I think you're yeah. sleeping too much on Shepard. He he before he had his problems, he was he was putting up good numbers. I like him. Not I don't like him a lot, but I don't I like him more than round twelve. Ooh, yeah. All right. I like him as a flex play. I like him as a solid flex play. Look, Darius Slayton is is a good wide receiver. I think he's gonna have some upside too, but I'll take the other two over him in redraft for sure. Yeah. Um. So Evan Ingram, look, Evan Ingram has a potential to be a top five tight end, but he never he never stays healthy. He Joe brought some interesting stats to me the other day. He he played eight games right, and if he would have played sixteen games, it would have came out to like top. Five wide receiver or tight end was that right? He would have been above Earth's under Kittle, so I think he was number yeah. four. Yeah. So if he Damn, played yeah. a full season, he would be there. But I'm honestly, I'm done expecting him to be healthy. Uh, you you bet on him to be the the guy that could get there. Listen. Yeah. No. I'm if he plays you. the whole season, but I'm I I'm worried about him. But he has to play him. a season, right? Like he just has to. Like what? No. no. Fragile. No. That guy. I, Okay, listen, this is the way I'm putting it. Uh, for the first time in a long time, I think tight ends are pretty deep. And I'm not going to reach high for him because you know people love him. They're going to draft him earlier than he should go. Yeah. And I'd rather wait. Would you rather wait for a Higby, a Henry, a Giusecki? Yeah. I'd rather wait for those guys than draft Ingram and deal with half a season of nothing and half a season of something. But if you do, I think if you do, it goes back to Joey's point on someone like Jarwin snag someone like him on the back end so if he goes down yeah. you have someone serviceable but i wouldn't yeah. reach a, a single lick for this guy yeah i, I agree with justin for the first so, time in our I dynasty think. league i have ingram and higby and it's the only league i have ingram in and i actually feel really good about him because let's say you get a good four weeks out of him to start the season and then he gets injured or whatever you put slot higby in that spot I'm fine with that. I think Higby has a good chance to blow up. And then maybe I get Ingram back for four or five weeks towards the end of the season and I can play it slow. I don't have to put him right in and worry when we're hearing the analysts say, we're not sure if he's going to be a decoy or actually going to get some real opportunities. I could keep rolling with Higby. And if Ingram blows up, I put him back in the lineup. I think that's what's to take away from this is if you draft Evan Ingram, take a high upside backup with him. I think you have to. Like a Mike Gusecki, I love that pairing. Yeah, Absolutely. I agree. I think tight end is like quarterback to where if you don't get one of the top four or five exactly. six guys, you kind of you you hedge your bet with upside, just like Jacob and Joe was saying. So if you don't get the the Kelseys or the Kittles or the Ecklers or the Wallers, you just kind of wait, get the Kaseckis and 
You just kind of hedge yeah. a bit. And like Justin said, tight end is so damn deep, dude. Every single one of these drafts that we've been doing, I'm like, this year, unlike other years in the past, dude. I'm like, dude. There's, I remember years in the past. You're like, oh, Noah Font's number seven, number eight, like going off the board. <laughs> and that's why like, Gronk yeah. would go in the first round. Eight. Oh yeah, fan, fan, fancy sleeper pick, top ten. He's good. Yeah, I like that's another. That's the point though. Is like Font is actually not bad. But then you have Hooper and you have Higby and you uh, have I, Darwin I, and I, I'll make a bet that Noah Font does not end up top ten tight end. There's no way. No way. I mean, discount I mean, is joke. This counts as Joe's. You want to make that? I'll, I'll book it down. Dude, there's Chelsea, Kittle, Waller, Ertz, Andrews, Hooper, Higby, Henry. Oh, Andrews. Hey, Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst. I'll take Cooper. it. Joe, you accept it? Hey, I'll you got the and I think he's going to be a good tight end. That's my point is how deep this tight end class is. You've got 13 tight guys. end is, is as I'm deep terrible. as it's ever gonna be. Like, this is the deepest yeah. tight end has ever been. Typically it's like the one, two, three, four, and then it's like bum. Exactly. Yeah. And hey, something not to forget about is the Patriots have a guy that they like. I think they draft him in the third round or something, and they're talking him up in camp like crazy, saying Cam Newton's loving this guy and and they're loving what they're seeing. I'm not sure. They had Aaron Hernandez. They had Gronkowski. Maybe he's the next line of that uh, great tight ends. There's some other guys. Huh? Aaron Hernandez? (laughs) (laughs) You just mentioned the murderer? (laughs) Listen, say what you want about the guy personally. You just mentioned the murderer. I'm not talking about how he is as a person. I'm talking about as a fantasy football (laughs) player. They supported two tight ends. I'm sorry, Jacob. They didn't mention the murderer during your podcast. (laughs) Also, guys, cutting that out. (laughs) Jordan Reed, Jordan Reed. I actually think if he stays healthy, stop it. There you go. You shouldn't even speak anymore. You shouldn't even talk. He doesn't stay healthy. The Niners can't keep any wide receivers healthy right now. Debo's out. Aya just got hurt today. We got update on that, by the way. What what happened with Aya? Hamstring, hamstring. Uh, uh, tight, end is deep. tight end is deep. Noah Fun is not finishing top 10. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying there's a lot of options this year. I'm not saying Jordan Reed's going to finish top 10. I'm going to say, hey, if you can play him for the first two or three weeks while you're waiting for a guy, I don't mind it if all the Niners wide receivers well, are out. That's kind of like uh, Dallas Goddard, too, in Philly. There's a yeah. couple teams who have a second tight end who are yeah. an op- a streaming option, which mm-hmm. is crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like Get Dallas Dallas Goddard is the first like handcuffed tight end that you kind of have to get if you have Ertz. Oh like, hell yeah, true. yeah, very true. Dude, yeah. If Ertz if Ertz misses times, I like Dallas oh. as top and five tight end immediately. The thing is, none of their wide receivers are produce consistent numbers. I mean, maybe the rookie they got does, but I still like Goddard maybe more than most of their wide receivers in a flex. We'll talk ball. about Philly when we get to them, but yeah, yeah. I'm with I mean, you. Let's get to it. We got the yeah Eagles next. I mean, that's They're next. We could yeah. hey, let's just start the conversation with tight end this time. Uh, yeah. So let's go straight into it. We got Zach Ertz. We got Dallas Goddard. Uh, Demont, what are your thoughts on these guys? Zach <clears throat> is obviously a what top three after Kelsey and Kittle. You you kind of have to go Zach Ertz just because of the amount of targets. This man had a hundred and thirty five targets and put up nine hundred and sixteen yards. He is. A fourth round pick, if I ever seen one in my life. I don't really know his ADP. You know his ADP, Jay? 
I can look it up real quick. All right, look it up. But what? Right here. After that, he got six touchdowns. Ertz is the legit third pick. I'm I, showing. I the fourth so people were sleeping on. Him. I mean, he started off slow last year. He did. He definitely. So he's going in the fifth round. Ooh. Top of the fifth round. Oh, that's a easy. You end you of the fourth. If you if you get Ertz in a fifth round, you draft him. Yeah, because you're you're not gonna get even though tight end is deep. I still like Kittle, Kelsey, Mark Andrews, Ertz, and Waller way more than whoever the sixth guy is. But they like don't get all, 135 targets. No, I like all five of those guys way more than the six. It's not as big as a drop drop off in years past, but I think those are the top. Those are my top five at least. Yeah. And I way too high. Yeah. I like Ertz a lot, man. And the good thing is Ertz used to go in the second, third round. Now he's dropping to the fourth or fifth. So you're getting him for a decent value here. And like we just talked about, Dallas Goddard is really good. Uh, Joe was saying they like him in Philly. Uh, So I really like him as a backup to Ertz or just a streaming option for yourself. Goddard is going to be good for the football team at the Eagles. Oh, yeah. He's going to open it up for Sanders because he's a big body. He's going to block. But in terms of fantasy, you want Ertz. You don't want you oh, for sure. Yeah. I'm kind of the opposite of you guys. <clears throat> I don't like Ertz that much this year. Oh, my God. I don't think he's bad. Listen, You're going to be proven wrong, bro. No, no, no. Listen, listen. He's still top five. But I have him as the fifth squarely. I'm taking Mark Andrews over him. I'm taking Waller over him. And I'm not really even trying to draft him if I can wait a few rounds and get Higby and Hooper and tear, pair those guys up. Because, listen, <clears throat> last year he came on super strong at the end of the season. Why? If you guys remember, they were so low on wide receivers, they were signing guys off the street to come play for them. They had nobody. And, listen – Maybe I don't really love their guys at wide receiver as far as fantasy-wise this year, but they have way more options. J.J. is coming into his second year. Uh, Jalen is a fresh rookie who's we all think he's going to do okay. Deshaun Jackson, hopefully he doesn't strain his hammy in week one and miss 16 games. But, um, you know, Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, we all admit Dallas is going to have some opportunities there. I think he's – and also another big thing too is – they haven't re-signed him yet. Kelsey gets his contract. Kittle gets his contract. Crickets for Hertz. Why is that? I think Dallas is the future. I don't think they're going to waste $100 million or whatever it's going to cost or you know, $50 million to re-sign Hertz. And they're going to lean on Dallas. And we may even see him start to take some snaps from Bro, Hertz. Wasn't Zach mm. Hertz uh, Carson Wentz's best man at his wedding? Was he? Or something like that. He was, a, he was a groomsman in his wedding. Hey, is behind but it business. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter yeah. to the team, guys. I, I, I don't see it. It's like say somebody like Waller. He had 117 targets and produced almost 1,200 yards. Zach Ertz had more targets and produced less yards. So yeah. I, I, I just feel like if you just played like a numbers based game, Waller's has to reduce while Ertz has to to produce. I, I think agree. I would agree with you if Ertz was going to see the same amount of targets, but I no doubt way. that's going to happen. No way. They're, 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 everybody's hurt. Yeah, but they're not. Everybody's hurt. Their best, their best receiver is going to be Jackson, and he runs streak routes. No, so the only- Jalen, bro. Jalen Rigor, Rigor. So yeah. I'm sorry that Kyle, I, but he hasn't played in the NFL yet. 
Yeah, but they like Arcega Whiteside too. He's coming into his second year, and he was what a second round pick last year. I'm not sure why he's not listed as a starter, but good. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't reach for him. I might, like Joey said, wait, <laughs> maybe snag a nice running back or a good end wide receiver and get a later round tight end. But he's that still going to be, be good. That might be a downfall. Yeah. Imagine so Dallas got him in the fourth round. I would. Huh? Yeah, if I drafted two nice running backs and two nice wide receivers, I can definitely draft Ertz for sure. Let's say you go, let's say you go, uh, you know, two running backs, whatever, cook and mix in, and then you end up with a decent wide receiver. Let's call it Juju. And you're sitting at the board, and you've got Amari Cooper sitting there, and you've got Zach Ertz sitting there. Who are you taking? Ooh, Zach Ertz, because I can get Lamb like 10th round. Oh my god. Okay, I'm looking forward. <laughs> Justin, yeah. don't take notes because you know I'm I'm daddy oh, look, when I, I, mean, you're I right, you're right, but, uh, I'm super high on Zach Ertz and I like Demont said I have to be. I have him in a dynasty league. But also, I'm going to say Dallas Goddard had 58 catches for 607 yards and five touchdowns for a backup tight end. That's amazing. Like you almost would take that for your, your regular tight end on yeah, your team true. like in your yeah. fantasy team. So yeah, he's he's going to have a role, but and Goddard, uh, dude, Dallas Goddard stole from Zach Ertz so much last year. You have no idea. I was watching these games, and I'm and I thought Zach Ertz was the guy catching the touchdown, yeah, but and it turns out to be Dallas Goddard. And I'm like, what the hell just happened? So he's gonna and look if Zach Ertz, I don't know if he goes somewhere else next year. Like I don't know Jake, what team would be a great same fit. Question: At fourth round, you're sitting there. Cooper's there. You just yeah. drafted. What would you say, Joe? Uh, Joe? You said, uh, I said, you know, Cook, Mixon, and you, you have drafted Cook, Mixon, and uh, somebody Juju. else. Yeah. And, and Juju in, in your fourth yeah, round. Yeah. So I feel like Cooper and Ertz. Who you where do you guys feel like Kenny Galladay's going? Is he, what's his ADP? I, I feel like Co- Galladay's the same thing as Cooper. It's probably a second or, or late second so or early. You think it's possible or, to get like uh, Chubb, Mixon, yeah. Galladay? Yeah, Galladay. 25.5 is his ADP. So if I have yeah, Chubb, Mixon, right Galladay, I'll take Ertz to over Cooper. But just you because – Galladay. What if you I, have – well, All right, whatever. Just even if I have Juju, I mean, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a, tough. Huh? It's tough. But the thing is, I don't like <clears> worrying about tight end anymore. Like, it is deeper, but I like to know I have a top guy. So, and I don't know. Not necessarily the best example here. But it could be anybody. It could be uh, – I'm looking at just around Amari well, Cooper. Let's look at the ADP. He's going yeah. after Stefan Diggs, T.Y. Hilton, Tyler Lockett, Robert Woods. Mm. He's going before DJ Moore, Keenan Allen, Odell Beckham Jr., DJ Chark. That's – Who are we talking about? Ertz? Yeah, Ertz. Mm-hmm. So that's I the would. thing. I, would, I wouldn't take him over DJ Moore. But mm. I would take him over Keenan Allen, Odell, Chark, AJ Green and Marquise Brown, Cooper. and you said Cooper too, technically. Yeah, but I wouldn't oh. take him over. Who are these other guys? I wouldn't take him over Lockett, Ty Diggs. Yeah. But likely those guys are gone at this point, right? We're yeah, assuming exactly. they're going to be gone. Yeah. So I it's- mean, we'll see. I think you have to play the draft how it comes to you. But I think just as we all agreed, tight end is so deep this year that I am not going to be complaining if I end up with Higby and Dallas or Higby and Hooper or Higby and Ingram, you know, which is very possible. And you can kind of wait on that and beef up your wide receivers. You could even beef up your quarterback and go with the uh, Dak Prescott, as we've been talking about, and wait on tight end. And I like that approach more personally, but I'm not against uh, – I don't hate Zach Hurts. I just think 
Philly's going to be running more two wide, two tight end sets. There's no way in the hell he replicates that amount of targets. And I think his stats are going to drop because of that. Yeah. doesn't make him bad. It just yeah. means that he's not hands down top three like he was last year, the year before. I I agree with you, Joe, that tight end is deep, but it's it, it's really not deep. We're saying it's deep because we're used to four guys and then bums. It's like now it's like eight guys and then bums. So like <laughs> I don't want I don't want the the viewers out there drafting Jacob Bartley's or Damon Ricks's or Justin Moraz's or Joe Moraz. So if you can get an Earth at a good value, get them. Don't don't wait. You're you're fucking. You're drafting the Buffalo Bills tight end, and you got to switch. It's kind of like wide receiver. <laughs> like wide receiver is very deep, but if you can get, you know, Michael DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, yeah, you're gonna exactly. take those guys yeah. instead of Juju. You know, like it's yeah. it's kind of like if you can get Ertz, cool. But I I don't mind either way. That was a tough line because it was hard for us to decide the fourth mm-hmm. round on to take Ertz. Mm-hmm. So I think. If he's going fifth and sixth round, though, I think that's pretty solid. If he yeah, even gets yeah. there, if he drops yeah, that far. One of the team, Jay. Yeah. So, Justin, uh, how are you feeling about Carson Wentz this year? Are you? Do you feel like would you take him as your one quarterback and feel comfortable with it? Nah, I like Carson Wentz. I really do. Uh, I just take Kirk Cousins. I would not take Kirk Cousins over him, but no, I like Carson Wentz again. That team's got to stay healthy. I, I'm a I'm less of a risky player, so for him. That's Any true. eagle aside from kind of Miles Sanders, I would say it's kind of risky to take at their at oh. their value. I would pass and get somebody else. I, I feel better with a Matt Ryan, with a uh, you know even Kyler Kyle Murray, Murray. I rather have. I'm not Justin sure. Cam Wentz. Newton, Carson Wentz. Oh, Carson, Carson Wentz. Wentz. I don't have yeah. Okay. No, I don't All right. Have uh, let's answer this real quick. So, are you comfortable with Carson Wentz as your only quarterback on your roster, Demont? No. Wait. Only or QB yeah. one? No, I feel just, I feel, just your only quarterback, quarterback on your roster. roster I feel like, bad. Are do you have to have a backup or uh, someone better than him on yes. uh, with? I'd on your rather roster. have Cam Newton just based on upside versus Carson Wentz. No, yeah, Hell no, no, I agree. Carson Wentz, guys, was we're all sleeping. He was quarterback number nine last year, and that nice. was with zero weapons. Zero. Bro, weapons. Who was Greg Ward? Who the hell doesn't matter? He's got Miles Sanders for a second. He's got Boston Scott. He's got two good tight ends. Boston Scott sounds like that place I used to eat at. <laughs> Listen, I'm not, I'm not loving their team. Hey, Boston, Boston Scott was actually balling at the end of last year. He's going to have a three going here. Watch. He's going to have a slight flex play type of year. We'll talk about that at running back. The market is dope. It has good <laughs> and I don't feel good Aguiar about it. is hurt. I, mean, I don't feel good about him having my as my only quarterback. I feel okay with him as my number one quarterback. No he's in a situation I, where I like a Daniel Jones because of injury history, not because he's not good, because of injuries. Okay, so you feel good rostering two quarterbacks where Wentz is the best one out of those two, and you have a, a guy Me behind him. Okay, not. Cool. cool. Absolutely. So, Joe, I rather uh, feel why better. don't you tell us why your favorite player of all time, Miles Sanders, is going to be an RB one this year? Tell me, Joe. Uh, I mean, look at the stats, guys. Look at the end of the year. Look what he started to do. There was a good, like, I think it was, I read it, it was a six-week stretch where he put up RB, like, two behind CMC. It was, like, RB two or three. 
for like the last six weeks. And I get it. He's got some more pieces this year, so that might fall off. But he's also better. And he's going into his second year, and he's pretty consistent. And I watched him play last year personally. I was impressed. He catches the ball. He runs the ball. Boston's going to take a couple of those catches. I agree. But I like Miles Sanders. Um, I have him in, what, three or four leagues this year? He's my kind of uh, my Josh Jacobs of last year where I'm all in on him and uh, I'm expecting top 10 running back play for sure. DeMont, do you agree with Joe? I agree with Joe just based on the attempts that he's gotten at the like the last five, six games of the year. I feel like they, they, they've decided that he's their guy and they're going to go with him. Well, let's see, uh, versus Green Bay, 11 rushes, 13 rushes, 10 rushes, 11 rushes. And he also gotten what nine targets, what four targets. So I feel like they they decided that that's their guy and they're gonna roll with him. But okay. but I don't know. Well, they got rid of Jordan Howard also. They got rid of Jordan Howard. But I just don't feel like the. They're, I feel like they're always gonna go against a, a eight box. Like there's gonna be eight players in the box at all times, and they're gonna dare Deshaun Jackson and Ertz to beat them. They were picking up wide receivers off the street last year, and Jordan Howard had some 200-yard games. They're go- they're still going to do that. Like, there's yeah, I, I don't know. You said rigor. I don't know. I think this this is just an upgraded team. And listen, you let Jordan Howard go, and who's the replacement? I don't know. Do you know? Boston Scott's number Miles, two. Miles Sanders. That's Elijah like- Holyfield? No, Miles Sanders was the number one last year, but now he's hands down number one. There's no splitting with Jordan Howard. Yes, but if you're running against eight like eight players in a box. I don't Derrick Henry does that every week. All right, Justin. Yes. Uh, oh. uh Miles Sanders ADP, he's he's the number eleven quarterback coming off the board. Over oh yeah, sorry. Number eleven running back coming off the board. Over under running back ten for Miles Sanders this year. <laughs> you know, running back is volatile because I'm in my head I'm thinking from the three backs that we saw last year, Montgomery, Singletary, and him, which of those second years are going to come out firing? I, I say he's the guy. Although top 10, it's all dependent on how the Eagles run. But as of now, I'd say it's pretty safe top 10. So you have him over, taking over? Yeah, I would, yeah, I would say okay. so. Just to clarify, Justin, you'd rather have Miles Sanders over David Montgomery or David Singletary? Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking yeah, yeah. Over together. You two do. Yeah. yeah, let's book it down. Let's book Yo that loves down. Hold on, Sanders, bro. He has to, like, he has to be in all, all in on him. Let's book it down. I'll give you both of those guys. We'll take Miles Sanders. We'll take Singletary, and we'll take Montgomery. Miles yeah. Sanders finishes number one. Yeah. If he doesn't finish number one, and either of those guys finish number one, you win the bet. Oh, also oh, he gets two players. Yeah, I'll give him two. You like that? All right. the The bet is we have to wear a cheerleader outfit. <laughs> no, this is a book it down. This yeah, is a no, no, this down. is a special book it down, like a Jew version. Hey, what we do, what they do on uh the fantasy focus one is you have to wear like uh, something of the other player's team. Like Joe would have to wear a Raiders something Raiders, and Demont would have to wear something Niners. I don't know if you guys would do that, dude. On my the show hurt. <laughs> it's a bet, man. Sanders is the I hottest. Bet, I would wear make it Mavericks Kings. Then. Oh, no, you wouldn't even the dumbest name I ever heard in my life. I'd wear a Debo Samuel jersey if one of if he finished above all three of those guys. 
Let's book it down. We'll talk about the bet later. Uh, okay, fair, fair. No too scared to wear a Jock Jacobs jersey. I don't even. I don't know where we're gonna get these jerseys. No, I would make him wear a Jamarcus Russell jersey. Jacob, what's your? Yeah, and I'll make you wear a, a Michael Crabtree jersey. Don't worry. I'd oh. wear a Garcia, a Jeff Garcia jersey. Well, the <laughs> thing is, so over under running back ten. I, mm, it's tough, but Jay, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say he finishes as running back nine on the year. Jay, I mean, so you're saying he quick. finishes higher than either Montgomery and Singletary? So. Montgomery, yes, Let me ask you, because you I hate their Mont- offense. I I have him and Singletary pretty similar, but oh, wow. I, I take slightly Miles Sanders. You have Singletary. You, you take Miles. No, I take Miles Sanders Miles over Singletary, but I, um, I wouldn't. But no, I don't have Singletary. Miles Sanders in the top would 10. never get twenty five carries like thirteen in the game. or fourteen. Montgomery will, guys. Draft Montgomery over Sanders. Oh my God! Miles Sanders oh, will God. never get twenty five carries in a game. Look, this is why Joe thought uh, that trade that you guys made with that involved Montgomery and Singletary was trash. Montgomery That's... has gotten twenty five carries in a game. Miles Sanders would never get that. Okay, ever. real quick, everybody. Same situation as I did with the Giants wide receivers. You have to leave your draft with one of these Eagles wide receivers. They're all healthy. Who do you take, Justin? Oh my God! I um I I guess. I- Sean, I mean, he's good for big, big scores. Gets you that nice seventy-yard bomb. Yeah. So okay, I'll go with him. Demont Jackson. He knows the playbook. He's been there before. Uh, they're gonna target him, especially with uh, Aguilar out. Uh, so Jackson, Joe, Jalen. Yeah, I'm going Jalen Rager. Uh, rookie fever. That's all I gotta say yeah. there. All right, so let's move on to our last team, the Washington. We have another football. team. Washington football team. We'll oh, make this man. quick. There's not much to talk about here. I'm calling them the Redskins. I'm calling them the Redskins. I don't yeah. care. Go ahead. Washington football team here. So uh, let's talk about the running back situation here, guys. Uh, Joe, why don't you lead us off? What, how are you looking at this backfield situation while I bring the image up real quick? God, I hate it. I mean, I'm hearing good things about Bryce Love. But yeah. who the hell knows, dude? We hear things like that. And then Antonio Gibson's the guy. And then – we hear Antonio Gibson's going to be the guy and Bryce loves the guy. I think Antonio Gibson, if you're going to take one of them, you take Antonio Gibson. And the reason I say that is in college, he ran as a wide receiver and a running back. And there's a lot of talk that the Redskins are going to use him the same way. They're lining him up in the slot. He has an opportunity to even be the number two or number three receiver there. So we may see him hit 10 carries or six carries, but we may also see him run some routes and get three or four or five catches as actual wide receiver. So with him being that kind of a Swiss army knife, kind of a player, if I'm taking one of them, I'm taking Gibson. I have to agree with Joe. Pretty much. I was going to hit on every point he hit on Adrian Peterson's old. He runs through the tackles. I feel like Gibson is that Swiss army guy who, if you need a play, if you need a wheel route, he's that guy that check down the screen pass. So if I were to take a guy, I think Gibson was super late versus and Adrian Peterson's what, what eighth, seventh, eighth round pick. I hope not. I think. I mean, he's Peterson's going undrafted. Back. He's a starting running back. Is he going undrafted? He's going undrafted. Let he's, me see here. I'll pull up the ADP, no but AP. He's, he's literally the starting running back. All right, he's going in the twelfth round. Like basically, okay, so for this is the twelve man league, so he's going like the 13th, 14th round. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so that so, means you, get, you can get Gibson undrafted. Yeah, I oh, I Gibson's think uh, going actually higher than him. Gibson's going in the eighth, ninth round. Oh shit, really? 
Yeah. There's a lot of hype on him, man. Oh, it definitely yeah. is. Once Justin, are you familiar out. with these guys or how do you feel about this backfield situation? You're taking your boy AP or what? <laughs> I don't Outside of AP, I really don't know any of them. Uh, I still would take AP just because uh, this team sucks. Anytime they're near the goal line, I know they're gonna let. AP, uh, I know they're gonna let him feast. So maybe he's good for a touchdown. But I don't even consider. I would roster him as my last few. But I I couldn't consider flexing them. None of them. I I wouldn't touch it unless there's some hardcore Washington football team fan that you could swindle. I wouldn't touch any of these. Yeah. So I. What I would do is if I if I really need a running back and I, I don't like how my drafts went for running backs, maybe I have wide receiver heavy with my last two picks, not even my last two picks, I would take Antonio Gibson like in the 10th round and then I would try to get Bryce Love later yeah. on, handcuff them and just hold them on my bench and wait till one of them emerge. That's what I, I was just going to say that, Jacob. Yeah. And there's even a situation where if AP gets injured, you may get value out of both of those guys. Yeah, because, you know, they'll uh, – Bryce Love would be the runner, and then you know Gibson, Gibson would be the yeah. catcher and a runner. I guess. Yeah. They, yeah. We, he got a lot of CMC comparisons, which is crazy. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. All right, cool. So let's. I think the only viable wide receiver on this team is Terry McLaurin. Like they have Gandy Golden, who's a nice rookie, but the only viable receiver is Terry McLaurin. So let's play the either or game. Uh, Justin, you're drafting. It, it's the top of the sixth round. And you have Keenan Allen and Terry McLaurin sitting there. Who are you taking? Ooh. Ooh. Um, That's easy. The QB for uh, Chargers. Tyrod. Tyrod Taylor. Or Dwayne Haskins. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go McLaurin. No, 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 no. I'll go. I. That's hard. That's a good question. I get it. I'm looking for upside McLaurin. If I take who I know, what I'm going to get out of Keenan Allen's probably safer. But McLaurin has huge upside. Yeah, DeMont, Allen, or McLaurin? Easy, Scary Terry. Joe? Yeah, I'm going Scary Terry as well. Okay. Uh, this is – I don't know if this is easier or harder, but Odell or Terry, Justin? Uh, I'll never draft Odell. I don't know. Maybe in the 10th round. I don't know. I'll take McLaurin. I would draft Odell on my deathbed. Scary yeah. Terry. Scary Terry. Wow. Yeah. See, Joe, that's why DeMont traded him to me for – with a pick for Singletary. See how high he is on sing- Look, if he views Singletary as you do Miles Sanders and he feels that way about Odell, sense. then that was a steal for him. It makes um, sense. It's the same so thing. I would have taken – I don't know why he thinks it's different. I would have taken Scary Terry over Keenan, but I'm going to go with Odell. I think he still has some blow-up potential what? in him. It takes plays off. All right. Now, this is the last one, and this one's – this is tough for me because I actually had to make this decision. And this is DJ Chark or Terry McLaurin. Justin. That's easy. Give me that shark do 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 do. Come on. Scary Terry. Nice. Joe. A month ago I told you shark, and today I say it's no. scary terry. You did that on purpose. Your whole plan was to get me to drop scary terry in the sixth keeper league. So you could drop Terry. Him. Terry is the man. Dwayne Haskins is gonna come and sling. I listen. I'm actually, I don't know. I'm coming around a little bit on this team in general. I actually think that the pieces are not that bad. And if Dwayne Haskins can get his head out of his, you know, if he can play mid-level football, I'm not asking for a QB one. I'm asking for a reasonable starter who can air it out. I actually think scary to uh, Matthew Berry. I'm going to mention his name. 
he was talking about Terry McLaurin as a guy who they view as a DJ Moore. You're going to pepper him with targets, and he's going to get 12 targets, 13, 14 targets mm-hmm. a game. TJ Lockett, DJ Moore, those guys come to mind. They don't necessarily go like Juju and get a 60-yard bomb, but they get eight catches for 90 yards and a touchdown, and that's a fantastic game. So I, I'm coming around on him. Shark Look, is the opposite. Yeah, Four I love Terry McLaurin. I'm I'm really high on him. Like I, you know, I wanted to keep him in that league, but I had to make that decision. But I like my big wide gigantic wide receivers. Look, they both had over a thousand yards last year. I think Chark had more touchdowns, but Terry missed a lot of time as well. So mm. I, I like them both a lot. Like I think that's they're pretty close, but just because I like my big dynamic wide receivers, and I do think that you know they're not they're neither of them are in a great situation, but Jacksonville's in a little bit better. They're gonna have a better offense for sure. Um for sure. Well, last question, I guess, is anybody drafting Dwayne Haskins? Oh, in a three quarterback league, maybe three quarterback <laughs> league. I I wanted to, but somebody took him took him for me. In a in two quarterback dynasty league. Yeah, I would have taken him there as well. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. You know what's funny? Our buddy Shane. So he's an old school fantasy player, right? So I keep telling him, bro, you need another quarterback. He has two quarterbacks. I said, you need another quarterback. He says, no, I don't. I say, yes, you do. You're gonna have a bye weeks. What if you're one of your guys get injured? There's no quarterbacks on the waiver wire. Like it's crazy in the two quarterback league. So I tell him draft Dwayne Haskins and he's like, all right, I'm going to take him. And then Dwayne Haskins gets drafted like before that. Bro, he messaged me because we actually made a trade. It was, I got his 11 and 31 and he got my 10 and 46. He wanted him at 46. And I think he went to, Picks before one or two picks before. Yeah, that happened a lot on during that draft where the guys were taken like right before I wanted to get them. And that yeah, was but, nice of you, by the way, Joe, to give him rugs back. Hey, I <laughs> told because rugs is gonna be better than Judy. When we made the trade, uh, I traded with him earlier in the day, and I got that pick from him, number ten. And I was sitting there messaging him. He's like, "Hey, just promise me that if rugs is there at ten, you won't take him." I'm like, I, I was like, I'm not gonna promise that, bro. And he's like, Why not? I was like, Because number one, there's like three Raider fans picking before us, and Demont's already promised me he's gonna take Rugs at six. I, t- and I, was I, like, I didn't. I took Dobbins. Well, yeah. you didn't know Dobbins was gonna drop. I didn't yeah. know he was gonna drop. That's why I took him. Yeah. If he was gonna drop. I took Rugs. But I told him, I said, Listen, if I take Rugs, I'm gonna take him and I'm gonna trade him, and you'll be the first person I talk to. And I only moved up from a fourth yeah, round. Yeah, it, it, it was it a was, general. It was a so gentleman. The thing is, yeah. he didn't want Chase Edmonds. He he didn't want anybody that was available yeah. at that spot. So yeah, it yeah. worked out like you didn't. Why rip would him he off. trade that pick if he just gonna trade? Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. But hey, it worked out for me. I got C.D. Lamb and Joe Burrow. I'm feeling good about that. Yeah, I'm damn You're good about that. Lose. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of First Round Fantasy. Thank you, Justin, again. We're going to have you back as a guest, man, for filling to fill out the four-man cruise. For Joe Morsas, DeMont Ricks, I'm Jacob Bartley. Look out for our next uh, video. We're doing NFC West next. It's going to be super fun. We'll see you all next time.